The blowup between Texas and the federal government offers valuable lessons on sovereignty. However, these lessons are even bigger than Texas and stretch down into the civic responsibilities of all Americans. Join us for today's analysis behind the news and we'll explain with constitutional perspective and solutions. If you're concerned about American independence and freedom, then please watch and take the recommended actions. Also, be sure to like, subscribe, and share so we can break through big tech censorship and reach many others. In a scene that is reminiscent of a Western movie showdown between the good guys and the bad guys, Texas Governor Greg Abbott plainly made his case last week about the responsibilities of government to enforce border security. He said in a statement, the executive branch of the United States has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting states, including immigration laws on the books right now. President Biden has instructed his agencies to ignore federal statutes that mandate the detention of illegal immigrants. The failure of the Biden administration to fulfill the duties imposed by Article 4, Section 4 has triggered Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, which reserves to this state the right of self-defense. For these reasons, I have already declared an invasion under Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 to invoke Texas's constitutional authority to defend and protect itself. That authority is the supreme law of the land and supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary. Now this comes on the heels of last week's U.S. Supreme Court ruling that had sided with the federal government, finding that the Border Patrol could take down razor wire Texas had placed on the border to discourage illegal crossings. As Joel Wolverton, constitutional law scholar for the John Birch Society, reported for The New American, the federal government's primary contention is that border security falls under the purview of federal authority, particularly immigration control. However, Texas's position is rooted in the concept of federalism, state sovereignty, and the right to protect its people from invasion. Texas argues that it has the right to step in, especially when the issue directly affects its citizens' safety and economic well-being. Furthermore, the state's decision to exclude federal agents from certain areas can be interpreted as an assertion of its right to manage its own law enforcement resources and strategies. While the Supremacy Clause of the Constitution ensures that federal law generally takes precedence over state law, it does not grant the federal government an unlimited mandate to intervene in state-controlled areas, especially when the federal actions are perceived as inadequate or counterproductive to the state's objectives. The federal constitution is a binding set of limitations on the federal government and not the people. The states delegated specific and enumerated powers to the federal government. Yet when the federal government fails to uphold its responsibilities, the creators of the federal government, the states and the people must step in. Sovereignty is about the ability to self-govern. Each citizen is expected to self-govern, to be responsible for oneself and family, while also following the rule of law and actively participating in holding government accountable. It's about time Governor Abbott got serious about the border, as this has been an issue for many decades. Although he has finally deemed the massive wave of illegal aliens as an invasion, one organization called it that nearly 40 years ago. In the 1980s, the John Birch Society researched and produced an hour-long documentary about illegal aliens. It was titled, Out of Control, The Immigration Invasion. 
Back then, Border Patrol agents were apprehending between 1 million and 2 million illegal aliens per year. Many more were never caught. The video suggested that for every illegal alien caught and deported, anywhere between 1 and 5 were not caught, bringing us an entry of several million every year since the mid-1980s. And due to amnesty granted in 1986 and the subsequent policies that actually favor incentives for illegal aliens, the problem has seen a roller coaster of aliens crossing, only to have gotten much worse in recent years. As the video concluded, the ultimate goal of this invasion is a complete breakdown and erasure of the U.S. borders in order to destroy national sovereignty and independence. And why is that? The answer is rather obvious, as stated by those that favor globalism over Americanism. They seek one world government under the United Nations. It's something they call the New World Order. Many attempts to erase our country's sovereignty have largely gone unnoticed, especially through trade agreements. But one cannot ignore the results. One of the largest attempts to erase our borders occurred around 2005. During the George W. Bush administration, there was full support of Mexico and Canada to try to create a North American Union, similar to the setup of the European Union. This regional government would have created unaccountable government above our existing three branches of federal government. The concept of limited government under the Constitution, as well as government instituted to protect God-given rights, would have been swept away and ending the founding experiment of freedom. Rather, this unaccountable bureaucracy would be making laws and forcing their implementation onto the people as subjects instead of citizens which is what is happening in the EU. Every globalist and radical environmental goal would be fulfilled through decree. Yet it was the John Birch Society who pulled together the coalition to block the North American Union in 2012. This coalition of about 70 like-minded organizations and influential individuals, including Dr. Jerome Corsi, the late Howard Phillips, and the late Phyllis Schlafly, were instrumental in raising enough awareness and organizing grassroots opposition to derail the globalist plans for a North American Union. Even the main architect of this, the late Robert Pastor, a longtime member of the globalist think tank Council on Foreign Relations, gave us and members of the coalition credit for stopping any movement toward this in North America. Migration is a tool the globalists are using to flood nations with illegal aliens flooding the justice system and the welfare system. And as voting privileges are granted, the changed voting patterns of the electorate will change the scope of government. History bears out that nations fall due to overwhelming waves of migrants. In the case of Texas, the state has a strong constitutional foundation from which to assert its sovereignty. James Madison, the father of the Constitution, wrote in Federalist Number 46, the basic constitutional foundation of interposition to nullify unconstitutional abuses. He wrote, Were it admitted, however, that the federal government may feel an equal disposition with the state governments to extend its power beyond the due limits, the latter would still have the advantage in the means of defeating such encroachments. If an act of a particular state, though unfriendly to the national government, be generally popular in that state and should not too grossly violate the oaths of the state officers, it is executed immediately, and of course by means on the spot, and depending on the state alone. 
the opposition of the federal government or the interposition of federal officers would but inflame the zeal of all parties on the side of the state, and the evil could not be prevented or repaired, if at all, without the employment of means which must always be resorted to with reluctance and difficulty. On the other hand, should an unwarrantable measure of the federal government be unpopular in particular states, which would seldom fail to be the case, or even a warrantable measure be so, which may sometimes be the case, the means of opposition to it are powerful and at hand. The disquietude of the people, their repugnance and perhaps refusal to cooperate with the officers of the union, the frowns of the executive magistracy of the state, which is the governor, the embarrassments created by legislative devices, which would often be added on such occasions, would oppose in any state difficulties not to be despised, would form in a large state very serious impediments, and where the sentiments of several adjoining states happen to be in unison, would present obstructions which the federal government would hardly be willing to encounter. We're now seeing many states come to the aid of Texas, pledging support. But let's also recognize that while Texas has constitutional footing, there is concern that some sort of false flag event could take place that could force the hand of either side into violence. A return of the truck convoys that were prevalent for a short time during COVID are happening this week with scheduled stops in California, Texas, and Arizona. Participants should be warned of possible negative consequences, especially with agent provocateurs. And if you are to follow the actions of the Founding Fathers, then let's start with their educational efforts to inform the electorate. Before fighting the battle for independence, the Founders spent considerable time organizing the grassroots for support. Committees of correspondence were created and literature was created to help persuade others to join the growing movement. They spent a minimum of 15 years from 1760 to 1775 to help effect the minds of the people. John Adams wrote to Thomas Jefferson in 1815, as to the history of the revolution, my ideas may be peculiar, perhaps singular. What do we mean by the revolution? The war? That was no part of the revolution. It was only an effect in consequence of it. The revolution was in the minds of the people. And this was effected from 1760 to 1775, in the course of 15 years before a drop of blood was shed at Lexington. The John Birch Society follows the Founding Fathers' principles of organizing the grassroots and is very successful at it. The organization has a deep history of teaching the fundamentals and motivating Americans to responsibly act using the tools the founders gave us. Understanding sovereignty and the limitations of government are key in moving forward with solutions. So join the John Birch Society today to work with others in your community. Helpful links are located in the video description. I'm Bill Hahn for the John Birch Society. Until next time, learn more and take action.